this morning, I would like to speak about gratitude. I think that it's, you know, it's pertinent to today, uh, with it being Mother's Day and a day that we celebrate women. But I also think that it's necessary for everybody in the room. And I want to speak from Luke 17. And uh, just to bring that story um, into your remembrance, there were 10 men that came into a village and they saw Jesus. And these 10 men were lepers. And when they saw Jesus, they had heard about the miracles that he had been performing. And so they got really loud and they started calling out to him. Now, when you're a leper, you've got to keep your distance. And uh, so they were obviously shouting loudly, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. Look, notice us, you know. And uh, Jesus turned around. He saw the lepers. Now, the lepers didn't live in the village. The lepers lived in a camp all on their own. They were ostracized, really. And when they came into the village, as they were doing on this particular day, they had to call out so that people knew that they were around and that they had to stay away from them. And uh, so Jesus turned around and he spoke to them and he said, go back to the priest and be examined. So back in this particular day, the clean bill of health needed to come from the priest who was the spiritual leader, but also he wasn't only the spiritual leader, he was the medical guide. Uh, go figure. But anyway, that was how it was in that day. So Jesus said to them, go back and be checked out by the priest. And so what they did was they turned and as they went back, and this is where I want to pick up, um, but can I just give you a, another thought just before we read the passage? The Bible tells us that as they went, they were healed. They didn't just stand and contemplate or think about it or think, huh? I'm a bit disappointed with that because, Jesus, I have heard about the miracles that you've been doing. Like, can't you come closer and do something? Now, what they did was they heard what Jesus said and they responded to that. They actually turned and they moved in the direction of the thing that they were believing God for. So, like, I just want to throw this in. Like, what are you actually believing God for? Are you just staying in the one place, just hoping that his miraculous power just falls on you? Or are you actually doing something to what you have heard God say and you're actually turning and you're walking in the direction of what you're believing for? So as an example, uh, look, if you're in financial difficulty in the mo at the moment, so you've got yourself into a financial jam, pray about it. Ask God to bring financial freedom into your life, but don't just stay doing what you have always done. You need to start changing your habits. You need to start moving in a new direction. And as you move, as you change, as you do something different, God, um, as that faith is in your heart, 
God will meet you and he will do that. Just like these men who had a skin disease, they were lepers. As they turned and they walked back to the priest, it was then that they were healed. So let me pick up in Luke 17 verse 19. And it said, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan, so there were normally no contact between the Jews and the Samaritan, but he was so thankful that there had been this massive change in his life that he came back to Jesus and showed him thanks. Verse 17 says, Jesus asked the question, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this man, this foreigner? Remember the one that uh, wouldn't normally even be speaking to any Jews. And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. I've got a question for you, just based on what we've read. Do you think Jesus thought the other nine were grateful, were thankful? It certainly appears that Jesus saw the one man as grateful, for he showed his gratitude. I think it's safe to assume that Jesus is not viewing the other nine men the same as he is uh, viewing this one man that is showing his gratitude. Do you know, I think that from this reading, I think it's safe to assume that gratitude is not known until it is shown. Gratitude's a lot like faith, and faith without works is dead. It's one thing to say that you've got faith in your heart and you know, and you think faith and it's all happening. It's a feeling. But faith is an action. It's a behaviour. And likewise, gratitude is more than a feeling, more than a thought or a contemplation. In fact, I'd like to say that um, gratitude is not... Well, thanksgiving is not actually complete until it's shown. Look, just thanksgiving. So it's a doing word. Or if you flip it around, it's giving thanks. It's something that we say and it's something that we do. In Psalm 107, verse 1, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And the Bible tells us that over and over again to give thanks to the Lord. And, uh, you know, when we, let's just stop and consider just for one moment and sort of think about where we are personally on the gratitude meter. Okay, so if the meter goes from one to 10, uh, like, so it's, Let's not claim to be grateful people just based on the fact that, you know, we're thinking grateful thoughts. Let's actually really honestly evaluate ourselves and uh, 
you know, like how often do I actually show my gratitude to the people that are around me, to God who it has just blessed me? Uh, how often do I show that? Because remember, it's not known unless it's shown. Therefore, it's intentional. It's not just a feeling that passes through our brain or our thought life. It's actually something that is shown. Now, I want to just say right up front that there is no condemnation in this because my heart and my hope for you is this morning that you would leave this place and you would have the intention to move that meter up. So if at the moment you sort of think, well, honestly, I wouldn't dare say this to anyone, but, you know, like I'm on a two, you know, there's room to grow. And I'm hoping that today... As you have realised, gratitude is not known until it is shown. Like that man who came back to Jesus, shouting and falling on the ground before him because of his gratitude. That it's not, I don't think we need to do that, you know, over lunch today. Okay. Oh. If you want to, that's fine. But, you know, I just think that, you know, there are so many ways... Um, that we can show gratitude. So, I guess I need to ask the question here. Are you thinking that, uh, does that mean that I need to be thankful and grateful about everything in my life? Okay, so if I'm working on this gratitude meter, so does that mean I need to just be thankful for everything? And... uh, I believe the answer is no. You don't have to be thankful for the injustice that has taken place in your life. You don't have to be thankful for the lies that are told about you. You don't have to be thankful about that relationship that actually broke your heart and has changed your family. Uh, You don't have to be thankful for that. So I want to just give you some Bible clarity on uh, the things that we need to be thankful for. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. So let's be clear. It doesn't say for all circumstances. The wording is intentional. It's not for, it is in. So when we are thankful in or circumstances, it empowers us. It lifts us. It changes our attitude and what is happening internally. It transcends the current movement of um, problems and opposition, adversity and challenge. And it's good for your soul to be grateful in all circumstances. So that means that you are grateful in the valley. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful. I'm thankful that you are with me in this difficult time. I thank you, God, that you are ordering my steps. I'm not thankful for it, but God, I will be thankful because I know that you are guiding me. I know, God, that you have allowed this for some reason. And uh, I am thankful. Be thankful in the struggle. 
in the bewilderment, in the mystery of the known, unknown. And when you are thankful in all things, do you know, even after the most brutal, painful, bitter situation, you know, if you are thankful within those situations, do you know, something, an amazing phenomena happens because as you keep your eyes on Jesus and as you move through that, when you look back and you are beyond that circumstance, you will look back and as you put all those pieces together of what was taking place, and now remember hindsight gives you a greater view about what was happening in that valley, you become thankful for it. So when you're thankful in the situation, you become thankful for what God has done. Now, in in that moment, you might be disappointed, angry and upset that God didn't answer your prayer or didn't change the situation. He didn't open the door for that job or he didn't keep that relationship together that you were hoping for or he didn't give you that opportunity. Um, but, you know, um, I just remember when we were house hunting a few years ago and maybe you can just uh, put your own situation into this and uh, we had looked at, oh, I don't know how many houses but lots and lots of houses and we finally found this beautiful house. It had a pool and it had more than what we could have ever asked for and it was at a price that we could afford and so it was like, oh my goodness. You know, like really we looked at that house and we thought that it was just God blessing us abundantly for it. And uh, so you can imagine our absolute disappointment when we heard that even though we had paid our holding fee, um, that someone had gone to the owner of that house at night and said, we want this house, and so whatever you have been offered, whatever you have agreed upon, we will give you more because we want it. And it's like, hang on a minute, do you know how many houses we've already been through? Like, this just isn't fair. Like, fair income, like, you know, uh, God, what are you doing? And there was such, like that bewilderment. It was just like, what on earth are you doing? But anyway, so what do you do? You can't do anything. Someone's going to pay more. And, you know, we weren't prepared to enter that game. Well, okay, so you've gone up a bit more. So we'll go up a bit more. So they'll go up a bit. You know, it it was just one of those things that we needed to walk away from. And, uh, you know, go looking at other houses and we found finally found a house that certainly suited all of our needs and, um, you know, it's been a a wonderful house that we have had. But, you know what, years later, and I don't even know how we found out about this, but it was through some random conversation and someone was bringing up the area that this house, this beautiful house that we really wanted, um, was in and they said that it was a drug-infested neighbourhood. And suddenly, I'm thinking, all my disappointment that I had about that is like going, and I'm saying, God, thank you. 
Thank you that that didn't work out. You know, perhaps you were here and you're sort of thinking that you really hoped that a certain relationship would just take off and he was Mr. Right or Mrs. Right and you were just feeling so in love and suddenly you were dumped or something just changed. You, You cried for two weeks about it because you thought, oh my goodness, you know, like it was just going to be, I was going to get married and I was this and this and this were happening but how many of you have actually looked back years later and you've thought thank God you didn't answer my prayer like thank God that you had your own plan and purpose for me and I'm not sort of mixed up in that and it's becoming it's being thankful in even when we don't understand what is taking place that thankfulness in every situation and as you do that I really believe that God will give you that view at some stage as to well may he may he may not um, you know so that you can be very thankful for you know um, there's We've suffered injustice and, and like you, you know, all of us are just like the rest of us. That pain, that bitterness, that conflict. And, uh, you know, in the midst of that, we have kept our eyes on Jesus. Like we have, uh, even though it, it had been difficult, and you know, because of your own lives, uh, because we kept our eyes on Jesus, he changed us. He did something in our lives. He enlarged our capacity. He gave us a greater sense of people's pain. Like he he changed us. And, you know, the question could be asked, well, you know, like if you could live your life over again, uh, would you eliminate that from your life? Because that was just so awful. You know what? I would say, truly, leave it in. Because I look back and we are so grateful for what God did in those situations. Let me encourage you. You know, don't just live right now in the moment with God. Allow him to show you the things that he has done and is continuing to do in your life. When you say, God, let your will be done, you know, he hears that prayer and he's doing his will. Don't sort of chuck a hissy fit when it doesn't go according to the way that you wanted it. Because as you keep your eyes on Jesus and as you keep expressing thanks to him in the situation, he will lead you through and you will be thankful for So if gratitude is something that is not just felt, but it needs to be expressed, let me just give you three simple areas of how to express our gratitude. Show your gratitude. Okay, yeah, it's not rocket science, is it? Uh, It sounds simple. But smiling actually sends a message from your face. You know, like, so you can just like, 
I'm so thankful that you bring my bins in every week. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'll keep bringing your bins in because you're so grateful. You know, uh, like, I'm so thankful that you helped me uh, with the computer because I always get myself tied up and uh, it always ends up terrible. So now that you've got me out of my big mess, thanks. <laughs> Do you know, if you just added a smile to that, my goodness, wouldn't that be different? And you'd actually send a message of gratitude. Do you know, I actually think that there is a lot more gratitude inside of us than we actually show. And I think it's time that we notify our face that the feeling inside of us about the things that are happening in our life that we're actually grateful for. You know, I think... Sometimes our face betrays us. So I know it's simple, but it's, you know, I think we need to draw out of what is inside and let it show. Yeah, I, you, if you've got grandchildren, you know what I mean by this, but, you know, you do something really special for them. Like, I'm one of these mimmies that love to plan adventures and love to do oh, lots of things with my grandchildren. And I'll tell you what, they're as normal as yours. You know, I've spent money, I've gone and, you know, put a lot of time and effort into things, and I can see by their face that, you know, they're not grateful. They don't say anything, they don't show it. In fact, it's, when are we going home? Oh, or what else can you buy for me? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, anyway, I think we could show a lot more on our face. Okay, so if we're showing people that we're grateful, how about speaking up? Not just using our face to smile and say, you know, I'm grateful for you for fixing my computer and who knows, if anyone's computer's gone down, I tell you, you need to do a cartwheel out of gratitude for that. Um, but let's speak up. And, you know, I think um, gratitude has its own vocabulary and I think that we need to broaden that vocabulary of thanks so that it's not just, you know, thanks... But it's actually saying, thank you for, thank you for leading the Connect Group. I love what you bring out of the scriptures. Thank you for not just turning up on the day and just reading it with us, but thank you for the time and effort that you put into that. Thank you. As we saw those little kids, and weren't they brilliant? Yeah, thank you. Um, Samara and for and all of the team for all that you were doing with our kids like thank you for placing you know God's word into them thank you you know we can um, you know today speak up and say you know thanks to your mum or to the women that are in your life Nobody can read your mind. And, you know, I th- I, I've said this before, but, you know, we can feel really good about our intentions, but unless we actually speak it, nobody knows what our intentions are. And, you know, I want to tell you, when you're thinking about your gratitude meter, intentions do not count. 
Okay, so bring that back down a notch. Okay, you may have the intentions of sending that card or that text or that whatever, but you forgot. So unless that intention became an action, nobody knows. Okay? We've got to be intentional. Okay, like you add to my life. Thanks for including me. Thanks for being flexible. You know sometimes I can be hard work. Thanks. Thank you. So when we send out a message, a message of gratitude and thanksgiving, it gets our eyes off ourselves and helps us to focus on other people. Interestingly, have you ever noticed that when there's a complaint... Uh, there doesn't seem to be too many problems about speaking up. <laughs> or when we criticise it or it's not done the way that we would like or I'm just letting you know. How about, and you know, like I can say that here because we do not have a room full of people that are like that. But, you know, um, how about swallowing those complaints and actually flipping it and you know, being thankful about something. It will change your attitude. Gratitude is an attitude. And it's an attitude that we need to keep working on until it becomes just part of who we are. You know, we need to speak out our praise to God. Like the leper coming back to Jesus. You know, he didn't just give Jesus a high five. Hey, thanks. And then on his way. That leper actually knew that right now his healing meant that he had a radically changed life. Now he could be part of the village. Now he could be part of a family. Like now he was relationally clean. He was... Uh, it relationally for, could be relationally fulfilled. He was physically cured. You know, mentally, imagine what that would do emotionally. That leper knew that uh, his life was changed because Jesus had stepped into his life. And, you know, as we read that scripture, he turned around. And, you know, like, did he just say, thank you? because he wouldn't want anyone else to hear. You know, no, the scripture tells us that he shouted out. He shouted his praise because he knew that he was now never, ever going to be um, back in that place of rejection, that place of isolation, that place of being burdened with all of the trappings that came with being a leper. His life was completely changed. Does anyone actually feel like you could uh, say, I have understood, I know what you're saying about that leper because my life has been completely changed because of Jesus' intervention in my life. And, you know, I sit up the front, so I don't know what any of you do behind me in church. I have no idea, you know, because I'm just there. I'm with Jesus and I am praising him as I'm singing the songs. And, you know, but sometimes I wonder if we could be a bit louder. 
really, if you've actually stopped and thought about the change that God has made in your life, let's not keep it a secret and let's let's look at it. You know what? We're in a room of like-minded people. So it's not like you're in a room of atheists and so you think, oh, I better not do that. You know, you are in a room of Christ-loving believers that have been changed and it's about time that we shouted like this leper. You know, he just didn't shout. You know, he threw himself at Jesus' feet. This man is grateful. You know, he, you know, it's no secret. He is showing his gratitude. And do you know, as Christians, I just, I believe that part, that what people outside need to see and hear is what Jesus has done in our life and that we are grateful, that we're not grumbling, complaining Christians that, you know, don't like things this way, but we're actually grateful for what Jesus has done in our life. Yeah, Yeah. so let's do it. You know, um, Psalm 100 verse 4 and 5 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. How about Psalm 103? Bless the Lord, O my soul. You know, I'm telling that my internal part, you know, you bless the Lord and all that is within me. You know, so that means my arms, my legs, you know, everything. I need to bless the Lord. Uh, And I will not forget his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquity, who heals all my diseases, who redeemed my life from the pit. You know, all of these things. You know, we have something to be grateful for, not just on a Sunday morning at 9.30, but for every moment of every day. Like, allow it to become part of who you are so that you are known as a grateful person. So that the people at work see you and like, there's that person that's smiling again. You know, they're grateful for what they've got. They might need to share a desk with three other people, but do you know what? They're grateful for having a desk. Yeah, flip it. Just flip it. Okay. And the third one is to show honour. You know what? I don't think Australians are very good at showing honour. I... I think the opposite of honour, or sorry, the opposite of gratitude is entitlement. And I think we've got a lot of entitlement in our country. So entitlement, in case you don't know what it is, is the general attitude of feeling as though we deserve whatever it is we want. It's the I deserve attitude. Um... And that attitude actually sucks the need for thankfulness out of any gift or any circumstance because um, it's not a gift or a blessing. I deserve it. You know people like that. Uh, If that's you, just mark that measure on the gratitude meter. There's no condemnation you just got to move it up in the right direction. 
I love Anzac Day and I love the fact that there are so many people that are attending services on the 25th of April. You know, there are men and women that gave their lives for our freedom. And do you know, I can be grateful for that, but there is one way I can show it so that it's known. And that's by one morning a year, setting my alarm just a little bit earlier and going standing and listening, seeing the pictures and honouring the men and women that have gone before and have given their lives, but also for the armed services that, that continue to do that. Um, you know, we are standing on the shoulders of people who have worked hard in this country. We are. Like, if it was left to our own devices, I don't think that we would be in the position that we are. You know, in our employment, you know, someone has worked hard to get that business going that you are now a part of. And whether or not it be a government business or whether it be a small business, somebody has worked hard to get that going. And do you know, we are standing on the shoulders of those people. Like we're not starting at ground level. Our lives are getting bigger because of the hard work of others. And I think that we need to honour that. Yeah. I think honour goes up and down and around. Do you know, you've heard it on the... Um, you know, uh, on the TV, you've heard it in the newspapers, or read it in the newspapers, how, you know, like the people that step into roles are just dishonoured. And by that, I mean, like, teachers, there's kids that sort of put themselves up on that l same level and there's no respect. No respect. Uh, nurses and police paramedics, firefighters, like it's like I deserve this what you are doing, like you know I'm not going to be thankful and you know and if there's, if I want to abuse you then I'll just do that as well. Um, yeah, let me ask you a question, like do you want to live in a country without honour? I, I think as Christians we need to be showing honour. And do you know, that might mean that you go against the grain of, um, of what else is happening around about you. just want to ask the uh, creative team, if they'd like to come. Um, Joel and I, a number of years ago, went to a community-style uh, meeting. I read in the paper that Kevin Rudd and his whole team were coming to Newcastle. And um, anyway, so it, they were going to lots and lots of places. But anyway, so Joel and I decided that we would go to that. And uh, anyway, um, I, 
this isn't a political statement. Like, you know, we don't do that here. So what I'm just saying is the experience that I had. And anyway, you know, like everyone was sitting down, they were talking and whatever. And anyway, there was an announcement that our Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd, was, you know, had arrived and was walking into the room. And, you know, no one stopped talking. No one stood up. No one showed any respect or honour. Now, whether you liked Kevin Rudd or not, this isn't about the who. This is about honouring the position of someone that is leading our nation. And so Joel and I, we just started to stand up and realising that no one else was standing so we quickly sat down. <laughs> but do you know what? I, afterwards, I just thought about that. And I thought, you know what, I don't want to live um, that way. I want to live showing honour where honour is due. And, you know, people disappoint us and um, things happen. But as, as Christians, to show honour, to stand when everyone's sitting or to sit when everyone else is standing, but actually to doing that um, authentically and showing our gratitude for what is being done. Just because I mentioned Kevin Rudd, I just want to mention again, I hope you're praying for our next election, okay? It happens in a week, and I'm going to say the same thing as I said last week. Don't complain if you don't pray about who gets in, okay? we, As Christians, we are called to pray for our leaders. We are called... Um, to do that. And so let's pray for God's will to be done. Okay? So, just getting back to this. Uh, just a little smile. How are you going on the gratitude meter? Are you notifying your face of the gratitude that you know that you have? Are you speaking up? Are you speaking out the words? Are you using vocabulary? to actually um, get your message across that you are grateful for the things that people are doing in your life. Uh, are you truly thankful to God for all that he has done, for the new life that we have because of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice? Because of that, like, are we showing God that we are grateful for that. You know, look, that man, that leper coming back to Jesus and thanking him, look, Jesus viewed that one man giving thanks as different to the other nine. I'm sure they were thankful, but Jesus viewed them as different. It separated them. Each of us. Come on, let's show our gratitude to God, okay? And uh, it's all right if it gets a little noisy in him, Marty, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just checking, okay, and honour. Show honour, okay, because show the gratitude that we feel in every, every situation.